0: Hello and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment. I'm your host Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host,
1: Batman. My timing's <laughs> a little off because we changed the intro.
0: <laughs> Matt, what should people do?
1: <laughs> like, subscribe, and are we still checking out our Instagram highlights? Yeah, sure, check out our Instagram highlights. That's not changing. <laughs> That's at Justice Losers Pod uh, on on Instagram, where we uh. Do, do some fun little things. There's some like some fun fan polls, and yeah. we'll look for episode topics, and we'll solicit... <laughs> we uh,
0: prod the world for episode topics, because yeah. we're terrible at coming up we'll with ideas. solicit
1: y'all for like, actual content ideas, because we yeah. didn't know we're, really what we were going to do for this episode. Yeah, 175 episodes is people. a lot of
0: episodes, and we're kind of tired of coming up with ideas on our own. Yep. So, you do it. Yes. Welcome to season four! What happened to the first three seasons, Preston? <sighs> I mean... They were all retroactively applied. This is the yep. first season. This is the first time where we've actually said this is the beginning of a season. <laughs> season th- All seasons were retroactively applied in the middle of season three. <laughs> so, Sounds good to me. Uh, from this point on, we are doing 25 episode long seasons. Actually, from technically the beginning of season three. Yes. We are doing 25 episode long seasons. And with a week break in between mm-hmm. to make it an even nice twenty-six. Which, if you know your maths, is exactly half a year. So we got nice half-year seasons, and we'll take a week off because God knows we all need it, especially our absolutely marketing team. Good Lord, our yep. social media people are just...
1: They're the real heroes here.
0: We work them to the bone. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or you could replace us with a couple of proppets. Proppets? Propped up puppets and some Twitter comments. And we, I like And we would be the same thing. Proppets.
0: Proppets is a propped up puppet. Flexcon it. Yep. Uh, but no, this is season four. This is, uh, if if you can't notice, by the new intro, which is slightly tweaked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent actually months developing that, believe Way it or not. Way too much time
1: to workshop that, honestly. Way too much.
0: Uh, I literally applied things I learned in my degree to that mm-hmm. to make it the most uh, apt description of what we are. Yep. And also make sure all the little caveats, like we're unqualified. Both of us are actively mm-hmm. not in the industry, not in the entertainment industry. yep. Uh, so never come to us for genuine answers. but uh, we're casual people who like entertainment and we want to talk about it. Yeah. so uh, and who's
1: gonna stop us anyway?
0: Literally, th- the market,
1: yeah, the, if we do the this un-novel. long enough and
0: we have made no return on investment, then
1: yeah, crushing forces of supply and demand, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm explaining a little bit more about what we're about because yep. this is kind of we're launching a little bit more into uh, promoting us more, so more mm-hmm. new people might be coming. I'm on getting this a promotion. No, oh, actually, you're getting demotion.
1: You know, that's probably fair. I'm pretty sure I deserve that or yeah. something.
0: Uh, you've deserved it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Kept you on too long. You are such a sunk cost. I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Uh welcome to Justice Losers. Uh, glad to have you if you're new. Glad for you to continue listening through season four.
1: How have you made it this long if you're still listening?
0: Boy, you have thick skin. Yep. Matt! Preston! What you been up to?
1: Well, we've actually had a couple of weeks. I've had a chance you to... You know what we forgot to, 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 do? to
0: This week we're talking about... <laughs> 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 this week, we're going to talk about... Uh, People from other industries who have come into the movie industry. So mm-hmm. uh, you got your wrestlers, you got your politicians, you got your musicians, sure. your stand-up comics, a whole bunch of industries that just kind of, they all decide they want to try their hand at acting. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But before then, Matt. Preston. What you been up to? Well, we've had a couple
1: of weeks. We had an actual little vacation. I've had time to yeah. been up to stuff. How about you, you, that? You've been up to things. A little bit of things. Yeah,
0: one week's worth of things over two weeks because basically we have no time. Yep. Adults.
1: Yep. I did finish Bojack Horseman in its entirety. Final season, all gone down the tubes.
0: Final opinions of the show as a whole.
1: Exactly. It's great. It's a really good show. Okay. Uh, It's so for those not aware, um, it was, it might've originally been a, an FX show. Um, I think it
0: is something something like those. like the but
1: Netflix acquired it pretty soon into its run. Mm-hmm. It might have started out even as a Netflix original. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, at any rate, it's uh, it's animated, um, little 20 30 minute episodes. Yep. Um, stars will Arnett as the titular Bojack horse, horseman. Yes. Um, he was a sitcom star in a very popular uh, sitcom in the 90s mm-hmm. um, and now is living a life of uh, post-fame debauchery basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of a horrible person and hurts everyone around him. Right. I, I should say he's kind of a horrible horseman and hurts everything. Ooh, around he's him. He's a
0: horseable man. That's it. That's the best joke of season four.
1: <laughs> I guess.
2: <laughs> I did it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. So it's a, it's a fun little colorful world where there's a lot of anthropomorphic animals, but then there's also actual people. Um, his best friend is just a normal dude played by Aaron <laughs> Paul, which is pretty great. Yes
0: um Uh, aaron paul getting himself mixed up with self-destructive people what a guy
1: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) um yeah no and it's you know like on the surface it really just does go for like the it's it's fun and it's colorful and it's it's really funny and there's a lot of like just little stupid animal puns Mm -hmm. um in the the last season uh there's part where bojack is staying in a room um and on the on the wall there's a portrait it's like the famous portrait of van gogh but it's mm-hmm. a goat
0: van gogh <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: great it's really good. <laughs> Lots of stuff like that, but then they'll do more subtle and layer humor and a yeah. lot of they just they have so much fun with the writing. Um mm-hmm. there's a character in the last season who's um Paige Sinclair, intrepid reporter, and she's got like the fast talking witty 40s accent and she mm-hmm. just breezes through stuff and just got this great repartee with her her yeah. sidekick. It's super fun. They right. had a lot of fun writing her. Um don't watch more than two episodes in a single sitting.
0: So you keep saying that. I've also I've been told by other people like, you've actively told me that mm-hmm. because I struggle with depression. Yeah. Uh, but I've also been told by other people that, like, it, it's fine. If you don't, like, try to... S- I guess it all comes down to how much you let sink <laughs> That's in. That's true. That's true. If you just watch it superficially, kind of, like, while you're holding laundry or something, then you could probably do more. But if you're, yeah. like, sitting there trying to absorb the themes and, the like, what the messages of every episode are, you probably shouldn't watch more than two episodes.
1: Yeah. Because it's... Um... In a row
0: or yeah. uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a single sitting because like don't watch any more than two episodes how <laughs> many seasons six 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 seasons only two episodes yeah
1: because <laughs> like under that that nice veneer of shiny and colorful and funny is uh it's it's dark mm-hmm. and it's not like dark necessarily for the sake of being dark it's just like
0: the nature of
1: nature of fame and the nature of self-destructive people destroying things around them it takes
0: the premise and actually does it justice by allowing the themes that happen around like you said Mm -hmm. like self-destructive post-fame celebrities yep that's a dark topic if you think about it a lot So they let that happen they don't try to make light of things i haven't seen the show yeah at all no but that is
1: (laughs) that's absolutely how they play it it's uh it's really well done all of the characters grow and have direction they change in unexpected ways Mm -hmm. they come back together and they're um, their new changed selves interact in interesting ways, um, and it's just it's it's really effective. Um, about once a season, there's an episode that just leaves you like, whoa. <laughs> um, there's a really cool one where uh, I think it's season four, I want to say, where uh, BoJack spoilers. It's not it's not a spoiler. Okay, um, just the premise is BoJack goes to like the underwater where all the fishes live, and so he's okay. got to wear like a helmet. And the entire episode, there's no dialogue.
0: Oh, all right.
1: And it tells just a heart-wrenching story yeah. in a really interesting way. No dialogue. That's awesome. Um, There's uh, one where, it'd be a little spoiler if I gave too many details, but one character uh, gives a eulogy for someone, mm-hmm. and the entire episode is just the speech.
0: Damn.
1: And it's so good. It's just 20, ep- 20 minutes of one character just basically talking into the camera, and it is unbeatable. <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> oh, I need, I really need to watch that. That's high on my list. Yeah. I got to finish my shows first. Yeah. <laughs> uh to introduce new people to me, uh I have about oh, I think I'm at 26 shows that I need to watch. they are the mm-hmm. big popular shows and I've got about 10 shows that I need to finish. Yeah. Um and a lot of movies that I need to watch. I spent 10 years of my life watching nothing but Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter and Star Wars mm-hmm. and because of that there's a lot of catching up I have to do, so.
1: He's a little stunted. Yeah. He also just learned how to read recently, so Yeah. We're yeah, that was a fun little
0: thing. I understand I understand what words are. Mhm. I also understand now what math is. Oh. Yeah, it's really helpful as uh, for my job as a systems analyst.
3: Mhm.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad I finally learned math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very important, yes. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So, yeah, GoJack Horseman. Wholeheartedly recommend. Um, if you're someone who struggles with uh mental health, take it easy. Like it's good and it's not going to completely destroy you as a person, but probably don't binge it. Probably don't do it with alcohol. Yeah, should be taken carefully. Yeah. If you're someone who's just happy and life is good and everything, go for
0: it. And you think you can't be sad?
1: This show will break you a little bit. Uh, um...
0: I'm talking to our editor, Gage. He's such a happy person all the time. I want to break him.
1: All right, Gage. uh, Here's the rules. You have one week. You must watch the entirety of BoJack Horseman. You must have a glass of scotch in hand every single episode.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Also, your wife's going to leave you.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Because he's actually married. Yeah. What a sad, what a sad thing. All right. All right. That's it.
1: Uh well I've been up to one other thing but it's extensive and superhero related and I presume you'll want to talk about it too so I'll yes. let you see if you have anything else that's unrelated um,
0: I really don't have much I've been up to I caught up on my uh, I talked about Gideon Falls yes last time mm-hmm. which I would recommend I've been
1: have you read that last issue yet
0: No it's not out yet it comes out in May Oh that's where I Oh right I, you said that I really I really bamboozled myself um I thought I bought all five. Collected editions that were out, um, thinking that it would include all of the ep- all of the issues, mm-hmm. but it included 25 of the 26, and the last issue is a full like 80 page special mm-hmm. or 100 page special, and so I didn't know that that wasn't out yet, like an idiot. <laughs> And so I've read all but the last issue of a fantastic graphic novel run Mm -hmm. um, called Gideon Falls by Image Image Comics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Such a good! It's it's like horror. It's creepy. It gets a little like uh, sci-fi multiverse ish Mm kind of thing. It's what it's a trip, Mm -hmm. and the art is a trip <laughs> Good. um but no i haven't really been up to anything else that's worth talking about All right. that i can talk about extensively yet yeah. so let's let's talk about the big one well i
1: do have one other thing that i just remembered just okay. now i i uh, saw that there was a new run of swamp thing starting um yeah and i'm like you know what well, i'm gonna try to get in on the ground floor so i went and i bought the first issue oh, at the comic store you're a fool. yeah
0: it's Never- kind of a
1: stupid decision it's like Every three pages is an ad. Is an ad, and, and it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I'll wait for the trade paperback.
0: Yep, that's that's how you do it. You yeah. best be- if you want to get into comics in any way, like whether it be mm-hmm. superhero comics or more graphic novel kind of gritty stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, never do individual issues. It's super bad for the artists because and and mm-hmm. really marketing and stuff. Right. Uh, but trade baker- paperbacks are just more worth the money, and also it's more of a graphic novel than yeah, an ad written pamphlet
1: <laughs> yeah it's yeah so the, the issue was pretty good around the ads but yeah who wrote it i don't remember
0: because oh. i imagine with someone like swamp thing they're probably putting like a um, either a lower a-lister or an upper b-lister mm-hmm. um so probably. i'm interested to see who they were yeah there's
1: also list. the problem that i'm clearly jumping in in the middle of some backstory that i'm just totally not aware of because it's a completely different dude now that's swamp thing and i'm like what? Oh. where did you come from <laughs> yeah who are you why are yep. you so
0: ram v and mike perkins i've heard of ram v it is literally r a m space capital v unless it's ram the fifth ram the fifth short
1: for Ramsey's the fifth
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh all right so let's talk about the big let's uh, talk about the big thing big elephant in the room uh for people who are remotely to pop culture and entertainment and movies and or comic book or superhero movies in general, you may Mm -hmm. have come across the phrase Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, To explain that briefly for people who don't know, uh, the Justice League movie that came out in
1: 2017
0: was a butchered mess of changing director after principal photography. So after most of it had been filmed,
1: they had filmed it and Zack Snyder had put together a couple of versions, like final edit, basically yeah, just then, fill in the effects. Then he
0: left. They got a new director who just chopped it up, did a whole bunch of stuff. Yep. Uh, it was not fantastic, and since it wasn't wasn't that great, uh there was a fan uprising. I feel yeah,
1: that's probably the appropriate way uh, to put it.
0: That made Zack Snyder cut trending and made enough hashtag movement, Snyder cut made enough movement to or made enough of a noise to get uh, DC Comics or DC Entertainment to Mm -hmm. uh, let Zack Snyder finish his film, Mm -hmm. to which culminated in a four-hour-long extended cut of the same plot. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, And we watched that. Uh, We watched it separately. I watched it up when I was up in South Dakota Mm -hmm. visiting our editor, Gage, and my best friend. Uh, And you watched it probably alone and sad.
1: Yeah, that's about right.
0: Did you watch it with uh, Hannah?
1: No, she was at a wedding.
0: Ah, man, so you didn't watch it alone and said, oh, no. Uh, Real quick, two sentences, thoughts. Just general thoughts about the movie, just the movie.
1: Just as a movie? Not
0: not a comparison to the previous cut, Mm -hmm. uh, to anything else, just thoughts on the movie.
1: It was perfectly fine. It was a, a big... Loud but well fleshed out version of a ba- fairly basic superhero skeleton.
0: I am inclined to agree, actually. Okay, I uh, all that
1: rage just build up to a huh.
0: so you know, <laughs>
2: pretty
0: much, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I live. A whole bunch of like pent up, like anticipation to like rage. If, if if you go back and listen to the past year, yeah, of episodes, it's just, anytime it's mentioned, I just I'm an- angry all the time, and it is. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of problems with it. Yeah, a few of them are pretty much the same as the original. Weed and cut. Sure. That is just the nature of the Zack Snyder's not very great at writing a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it filled in some of the gaps that made the it's okay. So again, my two sentences of mm-hmm. just the film. It was too long. I know I was fatigued at the end. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it would make for a perfectly adequate miniseries okay uh every time someone's asked me about it my immediate suggestion is that you should i think you should give it a try when you've got time Mm -hmm. Uh, but don't watch it as a movie watch it as a seven-part miniseries because by the end of it you're just like oh my god this is still going it's
1: got more (laughs) endings than return of the king too (laughs)
0: yeah oh my god literally there's an epilogue a whole section is an epilogue it's 30 minutes yep of the story is done
3: Mm mm-hmm
0: now let's do some setups to other movies that are never going to happen. Probably
1: Maybe. never going to happen. Kind of hope they're never going to happen.
0: Hope they don't going to... Uh, okay. I know... So. So. Real quick, I want to talk about industry side of that. Okay. Uh, so kind of now that it's come out, mm-hmm. we've got a lot more news from the from the executives of this stuff. Right. Um, CEO of Warner has said that uh, this was really just to kind of end the... Um, to allow that to come to a close mm-hmm. um, and to kind of put the movement to eat, to, to rest. Mm-hmm. But it was the, the phrase they said was putting DC's creativity back in the hands of the creators. Okay. Um, and I really do want that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this was kind of a, it was a very good combination of hands of the creators and uh, the fans because if content were purely put in the hands of creators, this movie is the one that would have happened in the first place. Right. Uh, it was taken out of the hands of the creator, Zack Snyder. As much as I don't like what he does with writing, he was the creator, was his initial vision. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. I'm all for creator's initial uh, initial vision.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, hence, you know, my entire company
3: yeah. <laughs> that this podcast <laughs>
0: is part of is all based on that premise. Um, It's... uh. So I'm for it. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad it happened for the sake of just keeping integrity okay. of creative uh, vision. Um, but I don't want movies to be created by fan desire. Um, and fans getting it and it's like, hey, we want this movie. And then they yeah. just make a movie to shut people up. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that the they literally, executives of DC have said, we're really not going to listen to that again. This mm-hmm. is your, that's your what you got but we've got people who are who know what they're doing right set to to make these movies the flash movie coming up the mm-hmm. uh cyborg movie that might happen the like the shazam 2 suicide, Black Adam, squad. suicide squad it's yeah. they're all under creators who mm-hmm. uh are Meant to, to do what? What they know what the what the, what's popular and they yeah. and they do that. You don't have to tell them what's popular. Yep. um So I, fans
1: don't know what they want. Anyway. Fans don't
0: know what they want. Really though, fans really don't know what they want because <laughs> we keep getting things like like Miles Morales Spider Man, and everyone's like, Oh, I didn't know I wanted that, but I want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I am all for it. So that's the industry side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the movie itself. Yeah um so give a little bit more elaboration on your thoughts of it.
1: yeah um so i think that the it's going to be tough to talk about this movie without just drawing comparisons to the 2017 version right um but i think that the um the biggest point of improvement and part of the reason it had to be so long is we're introducing like four five, or five, five new characters, characters here <laughs> and we need to give them all enough weight and backstory to carry the story right. um so i think they did a pretty good job of that like Cyborg has oh, such a compelling a, story. A
0: much better story.
1: Yeah. It's well developed. It has stakes. It kind of it plays into the actual plot of the mm-hmm. movie. It works.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's literally there's there's the great moments uh um he says at one point towards the end, like the whole character development is like, I'm not a monster, and like that or what mm-hmm. was the is that what it was? Or I'm not broken. Right. That's what it was. And that is such a like I kind of got a little chills in the back of the neck just saying it because that yeah. is a really great ending to a character arc kind of just mm-hmm. his thing was all that and yeah that one like vast improvement yeah from the and cut
1: yep um I agree. yeah uh, i think the flash was marginally improved mm-hmm. um i liked him in the first version he's a little goofy but...
0: yeah he, he was plenty fine in the first version i feel like he didn't get much more of a story
1: yeah he didn't he didn't need a, a full story in this one but we got like just enough backstory yeah. to have some sympathy for. Well, But him he kind of
0: had one of the things, one of my big problems, one of my biggest problems with Zack Snyder as a whole mm-hmm. is his inability to write exposition, mm-hmm. whether it be writing exposition explicitly or explaining things. Right. Um, and he usually writes explicitly. Yeah. He has people monologue and explain things out loud. Yeah. We'll um, point
1: out that Zack Snyder uh, wasn't the only writer on this. The main writer was Chris Terrio, uh, okay. who's cl- collaborated with Snyder on a right. lot of these DC projects. Know what else he's done? Uh, he was on Man of Steel and BVS, I think.
0: Okay, so still bad writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap, got him! <laughs> um, no, it's the. Uh, there's a big moment for the end of at the end of the movie for Flash, but it's he's literally saying it out loud to nobody else, and it's very like. He's like, in one line, he says, this was my my restriction. This is my growth. This is what I'm doing now. Like, in, like, three sentences says those three things.
1: And we'd been given (laughs) enough setup in movie to understand what was going to happen how things were playing out there.
0: Right. It it actually
1: did a pretty good job of setting up little bits and pieces like that. I
0: I think that there's either uh, a lack of trust for the audience to understand Mm -hmm. what's happening uh, to where he had to line it out more explicitly. Or he could have just done a better job lining it out before mm-hmm. uh, without spoiling things, because it is a yeah. kind of a decent spoiler. It's a very big change in the way that it turns out yeah. from the Weedon cut. So if you haven't seen it yet, but you've seen the Weedon cut, this is kind of a spoiler. So we're not going to delve too much into what he does. Right. But uh, there was, it was just some expositional issues. And that's one of the big things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, we some... call him uh, uh, We Fought a Ducks. Right. Uh, <laughs> which is a uh, plexicon thing of basically... I don't want to explain the context. Maybe we'll explain the context of it at some later point. Okay. Uh, but we find a docs is essentially the premise of characters don't need to say say out loud what they wouldn't say out loud in real life. Right. Um. So a character's talking to another character. They both understand backstory of whatever mm. conversation is happening. So referencing a person, just saying pronouns instead of saying the person's name. Right. Um, but also just... Um, oh hey we got to do this thing and right. you go right not in saying oh hey we got to do this thing that we do at this time at this at whenever and at, 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 at right. location if we don't do it like all the consequences blah 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 yeah that's what is we fought a ducks it's got yeah. a different meaning that i say but we're trying to <laughs> cut down on the f-bombs
3: <laughs> so <laughs>
0: yeah um but th- that was very much a violation like he doesn't do we fought a ducks very well
1: no Yes, and is, I'd, I'd attribute some of that to just flabby editing yeah like a lot of that stuff is stuff that could have been trimmed and the movie would not have suffered for it Mm -hmm. um but it just really felt like he wanted to get everything on screen
0: yeah um my other problem broadly speaking and this is more of just what Zack snyder decided to do i feel like there's a lot of things in the movie that he did just to make it different Mm -hmm. for example the four three yeah putting it in four three format was so unnecessary yeah i don't know i can't even imagine what it i don't know unless he like played into it where it expanded as the team got together or whatever i don't know yeah but there's no stylistic thing for that to be a thing i think he literally just needed because all the trailers and promos were all in sixteen nine. for people who don't know four three is the aspect ratio of uh, video mm-hmm. that was on old TVs, like box TVs. So Zack Snyder made his movie in four three, which four three, which was in full screen, but not really full screen because normal TVs now have widescreen dimensions, so that it fills the whole screen. It just felt unnecessary.
1: Yeah. Um, and making... the little the little tag at the beginning that says this is in four three to respect the uh, creator's original yeah. vision. That was. That was about the most Zack Snyder thing I could imagine. <laughs> it
0: really was. <laughs> um, so that was unnecessary. Uh, they refilmed scenes to get little jokes in mm-hmm. um, that I didn't even catch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was unnecessary.
1: Yeah. Well, mostly the, I think they just trimmed out a lot of Whedon's reshoots. Yeah. Um, apparently, there were no single shot in the entire Zack Snyder version was, that from was a Whedon's Whedon version.
0: Cut? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it happened. There were other decisions, a character showing up that I felt needed to not show up because the two instances they show up one cheapened emotional impact of a scene, Mm -hmm. and then also set up a movie that's not gonna happen. Yep, so (laughs) (laughs) completely unnecessary of a character. Yep, but I mean, otherwise, fine. Yeah. The action the final battle was pretty cool. Sure. Better outcome. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah. That's that's that. That's the big one. That's the Yeah. Finally got to put it into that. Yeah.
1: It was I'll uh, probably
0: watch it again mm-hmm. at some point. It's not a movie that I'm just refuse to watch again. Yeah. Um but I definitely that that when I watch again I'm going to watch it as a seven part mini cuz I can't.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. <laughs> Yeah. Can't do that. No, it was, it was a lot of build up for just kind of a movie.
0: Yeah. Yep. But uh, that's the end of that. Yep. Let's. Uh... Now we
1: can stop talking about it until the release. Oh, there was th-
0: another thing about that. Oh, uh, slow motion close ups. Yep. Okay. Here's my spiel on that. I'm ready. Slow motion close ups are an artistic style if. They're used to serve the theme or have a message. Slow motion close-ups are a gimmick when you zoom in on a sesame seed flying through the air. <laughs> that happened in the movie. It did. <laughs> also, I keep looking at the camera to add like comedic effects, but also...
1: We're not on camera, We're not right on now. camera
0: at this point. Look, it's... <sighs> If the sesame seed zoom in played into some metaphor that he was a he was a a budding hero that was then instead of becoming a plant of a hero he's been like cooked <laughs> onto a burger <laughs> like you see what I'm saying
1: what is it with you and the food metaphors well no
0: cuz it's a sesame seed so I'm actually specifically if the sesame seed was used as a as an analogy for whatever a sesame seed actually is Then it's an artsy thing that is... So let's say a slow motion close-up of a chess piece. But that's because the character that we're following in that scene plays a very similar role that that chess piece plays in maybe a given position on the chessboard at that time. Speaking
1: of slow motion chess pieces, brief detour to rant about Altered Carbon Season 2. There's a scene in the first episode where there's a a dude and he walks in a bunch of scary looking villain dudes and they walk into a room. There's a chessboard set up in the room and action scene ensues and the main villain guy just walks over the chessboard and he picks up a piece and you're like, oh, he's going to murder someone with a chess piece. It's going to be so cool. And then he doesn't. It's the most disappointing (laughs) thing that has happened in television history. Okay. Anyway, back to my thing. Back to your thing.
0: If it if it is a metaphor or it's symbolic of something in the film, then it's artsy. But this is just gimmicky, and it doesn't play a part. For a lot of a lot, of, there are a few times in the movie where it's slow motion, and it's kind of necessary to zoom in on the impact of whatever's mm-hmm. happening. But for the most part, you, you didn't need to do that. Like cutting out a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. could have knocked the uh, the runtime down a good 15-20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Which, in the context of a four-hour movie, is kind of good. Because yeah. Because it knocks it down to a totally palatable Irishman yeah. <laughs> length. Because that was three and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just... It's... Zack Snyder's very gimmicky in that way. And I... Yeah. I,
1: he's superficial.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's superficial. He's not superhero. He's superficial. Moving on! I hate All that right. joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, news. News. Speaking of people creator-owned or creator-run films that are uh gonna be good because they know what's popular suicide squad suicide squad trailer came out for suicide squad for james gunn's re reboot of the suicide squad sort of a
1: soft reboot i guess soft reboot
0: the same characters and a few same actors playing same characters Mm -hmm. um this looks like so much fun yeah i am so ready for this the promo uh the the um what's it called the reel the The
1: sizzle reel sizzle
0: reel there you go they did it uh, Comic-Con or wherever they did it. Yeah. Fandome or wherever they did. right? Uh, that was fine. But I like sizzle the, reels yeah. don't really tell you a whole lot about what the film's going to actually look like. Yep, This gave us, told us what the film's going to look like. And it looks exactly the way a Suicide Squad should look. I. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's it, it is goofy. Like, Suicide yeah. Squad shouldn't be dark. It right. should have elements. It, there's a goofy darkness to it. Mm-hmm. And that totally looks like what it is. And he didn't shy away from Starro. Yes. Starro. Okay.
1: So tell me what's what's the Starro man?
0: Starro. Starro is a giant starfish from outer space. I shit you not, comics are so <laughs> weird. It's literally a giant starfish from outer space that can mind control people. It has been kind of re like changed a little bit mm-hmm. to be a little bit more realistic, but basically Starro puts it's the first
1: What's a realistic version of a giant starfish from outer space that mind controls people?
0: It's a person that can put starfish that mind control people on your face. So, or what whatever. Part of that is realistic. I don't I don't, comic <laughs> realistic. Um, it's the first uh, superhero that or super, per, first supervillain that the justice league ever fought as a team. It's mm-hmm. uh classic the justice society or justice league of America. Number one, uh is them fighting starro on the cover mm-hmm. and basically he puts little starfishes on your face and it takes control of you and you do things that it wants you to do mm-hmm. and it's such a goofy villain yeah it's a it's it's a giant starfish from outer space mind controlling people mm-hmm and it looks like they fight him it doesn't it doesn't look like it's gonna be the final boss either they're just using starro as just like look at the things that they do like maybe <laughs> starro is gonna kill off a few of the huge cast of characters oh, yeah. um to show that you know people are expendable at some point we'll have to do
1: like a death bracket before the movie comes out and Ooh, try to pick who idea. comes out alive
0: oh we should do that for we should do that as an instagram thing make yeah that a, make that a bigger thing everyone involved death bracket of suicide squad yes Oh, I'm so excited to see this. This, this is gonna just be looks fun. so much fun. The the scene it's just the James Gunn's sense of humor is so perfect for Suicide Squad. Yeah. The scene where they're trying to save Harley Quinn and she's like, Oh, you're gonna save me! <laughs> I can go back and you guys can save me And then Griselle was scared and she's like, That's patronizing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm glad it looks like he's going to be kind of a, a leader character. Yeah, he's a, leader, a great like actor, a... and he's a very, very sexy man. And yes, I, I want to he... watch as much of him as I possibly can.
0: I am all for him being, like, I love the badass leader characters that are funny, but not because they're cracking jokes. Right. Just the, like, the, the, that's patronizing. It's like, yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm so for this. Yeah. I, until... <laughs> Until we start getting promos for the Robert Pattinson movie. This is the movie I'm hyped for. Yep. Flashback. I do have a Watchmen up too. Oh. I watched the Batman short film. Batman fan flick. Oh. You heard about this. Uh, Dying is easy. Dying
1: is easy. I watched it too.
0: It is so good. It's pretty good. I like, okay. So putting it in the context of it being a fan film, running mm-hmm. the budget of a fan film. Right. It's so good. And okay. So here's the thing. This is totally something. Cause I know that the guy who played Joker is the writer and director and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely know that this is a guy who could always do a really good Joker impression, mm-hmm. went through film school to make this. And that's his, like, that was his pet project. <laughs> I know that for sure. There's just so much about that film that just felt so good comic related. Yeah. That was a really really well written Joker for a comic related Joker. Mm-hmm. Just the way he speaks in kind of these uh monologues using borderline Shakespearean language, our final soliloquy, like just mm-hmm. stuff like that is very comic related comic like. Um he does the like the eyebrows really well. Yeah. Just the way he like walks and carries himself is very that's always how i envisioned reading joker Mm -hmm. Um, and the batman weird sentence has the perfect width
1: yes (laughs) he's perfectly broad
0: he is the dimension like the the ratio of his shoulders to his head was so the way he would stand static so it was just like the the just is a block
3: Mm -hmm.
0: was it just looked like I was looking at a Jim Lee drawing of uh, like a photorealistic Jim Lee drawing of Batman yeah and just it all the characters are comic are very Mm -hmm. comic-y um the Riddler just even though he only existed for 30 seconds was one of the best Riddlers ever done well
1: it was Doug Jones so yeah
0: yeah and they had a weirdly stacked cast for a fan film oh it was so good just I watched it twice nice (laughs) (laughs) i I, it has me now working on a green arrow thing a fan film okay uh because i realized that that's a great way to just satiate my need to write dc stuff
3: there you go fan
0: things where we don't make any money from it Mm -hmm. but it's a thing i can do
3: yeah
0: um it was just it was so good i loved it so much Mm uh i and it just it does it it's like an issue of a comic if it it was like an Mm -hmm. annual like an annual issue that's forty pages long. It's a little bit longer, but it tells it just tells its own self-contained story. Yep, it's it's great if you like Batman and if you read the comics, check out it check it out. It's on YouTube for free, just straight yeah. up. It's just dying, just is, easy. dying yeah. is easy. Batman dying is easy, and it's just. Mm, what other news?
1: Jessica Walter died. Yeah. Why am I saying that in an excited tone of voice? Yeah. I don't. Really know her? She was uh, Lucille Bluth on Arrested Development and Mallory Archer on Archer. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of her big roles that people know her for now. But she's she was an actress for like sixty years or something ridiculous. Yeah. She started in her twenties and she Oof. was eighty. Yeah, she died. But um, yeah, uh, she's one of those actresses where. She's really great in everything she's in, but she's always a really unpleasant character. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like impressed by her, but you're like, ah, she's terrifying. Apparently she's a really great person though, or was a really great person. No,
0: I'm sure. You don't last in the industry that long unless you're like, you're at least a good person. I don't think there are people that last 60 years in, in the industry that are just giant, what? Do you have a person?
1: Woody Allen, Roman Polanski. Oh, all
0: right. Yep, um, never mind. Ignore yeah. me. I usually do. I just felt, I, I don't know. That was just an assumption that I would make that.
1: Yeah, no. There's uh, there's a lot of terrible people. You can get away with a lot if you're talented. And, that's
0: true. Yeah. That's why I don't get a, get away with anything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have no talents.
1: Yeah. Um. So that's a bummer. Yeah. Sad for that. Um, Arrested Development was done after three seasons. Seasons four and five do not exist. Um. So we don't have to worry about that. Archer's still going though. So I don't know how they're going to play that. Mm -hmm. um what they'll do with that we'll we'll see yeah um
0: what else i mean it's a voice acting gig you can get people who are great at impressions
1: yeah yeah you can you can correct it or you can i mean you can kill her off off screen when uh um woodhouse died the actor that played woodhouse in archer Mm -hmm. they killed him off screen between seasons all right yeah so that worked yeah yeah what else uh the oscars got nominated
0: the oscars got nominated
1: that's the right subject what, did they, there, what did they get right? nominated
0: for did it get nom- uh, nominated for an emmy the
1: show uh, I, think the or I think it was a tony for tony i think it was tony yeah because they're singing right and oh dancing. grammy
0: from all the playoff music yes great music they got no mm-hmm. yeah so the oscars mm-hmm. are being nominated for a grammy dude what if the oscars get an egot
1: how could the oscars get an oscar
0: the oscars They'd are the easiest them... <laughs> to get an oscar what <laughs>
1: They give themselves a self-indulgent it's like little...
0: congress giving themselves raises <laughs> <laughs> Political <laughs> joke there. Just ignore it's that.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, the uh, Oscar
0: nominations came out.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm not gonna list the whole list because we'll do a full minisode on that when it gets yeah. closer to April 25th, which was when the actual winners will be announced.
2: Yep.
1: Um, oh wow, we've got to make month. some picks. Yeah, so we got to catch up on some things like uh, Nomadland and uh, Mank, which I've seen. Mank it's mm-hmm. pretty good. You'll like it. Um, David Fincher, black mm-hmm. and white. Gary Oldman yells at people and gets drunk.
0: Oh, dude. I love drunk Gary Oldman yelling at people.
1: Yeah, it's so much fun. Is um, he doing that
0: in any other movies? Dark Maybe it's Winston Churchill.
1: I'm sure it's Winston Churchill.
0: Yeah. What were um, the other one you said?
1: Dark Knight Trilogy.
0: He's not drunk.
1: That's what you think. Ah, uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Leon
0: the Professional. <laughs> Everyone! He was probably drunk.
1: <laughs> probably. Uh, Yeah, let's see. Uh, Nomadland, Mink, um... Riz Ahmed and Stephen Yoon got nominated for Best Actor. I think they're the um, first two Asian actors to get nominated for Leading Role,
0: maybe. Oh, cool! Look um, at the Oscars joining it, the 21st century.
1: It might not have been the the first one, but it might have been the first year that two were nominated. I'm not sure on my factoid there. Yeah. Something interesting about that. Um, but Chadwick Boseman's going to win because, for one thing, he's really great in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and also yeah. they're going to want to give him that posthumous Oscar. Pos-
0: I have another watch I've been up to.
1: Potsticker. Go ahead.
0: Okay, I don't know how you're going to cobble all this crap together. Don't. Another watch I've been up to. I watched uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh! It is so good!
1: I believe it. Oh my god!
0: It it just... It's the whole time, like, you're like... You understand... So, the Judas, Judas and the Black Messiah are very clear... Like, mm-hmm. they're called that for a reason. Right. Um, Basically uh a guy who um pretends a a black guy who pretends to be part of the fbi Mm -hmm. uh to steal something gets caught then the fbi is like hey instead of us putting you in prison forever Mm -hmm. for impersonating an officer and stealing and blah 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 what you can do is join the black panthers Mm -hmm. and feed us some dirt on this one dude who's doing a great job and bringing all the rednecks and the racists together, like bringing mm-hmm. them all together against the government. Mm-hmm. So we want you to help us topple him. So he's the Judas and they call him right. black. They call, um, Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. his character. Kaluuya is, is was it nominated? Yes. For, for actor.
1: Yeah. Kaluuya and Stanfield both got nominations. Good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That would be a loss if they don't like, yeah. I I haven't seen Mank. or mm-hmm. uh, not Mank. Um, Unless the one that Stephen Yen, Yuen, and...
1: uh, Minari, Minari, but that was uh their supporting role technically.
0: Oh, oh, supporting. Okay, cool. Uh,
1: yeah, Yuen and uh, Riz Ahmed were uh, just best actor overall.
0: Okay, okay, then yeah. Okay, so yes, no competition there, dude. Oh god, it's gonna be. It's, it was such a good. It just okay. Also, completely like unrelated. I watched it with several of our friends who are black, and so mm-hmm. it was an entirely different experience. Not just a white person watching a thing about right black suppression but also like experiencing their reactions to this was like really enlightening look at me white saviory. good for you but seriously though no it was very yeah. like it was it was a lot better like it was a lot more in- immersive experience to mm-hmm. actually like watch it among the crowd who watches this and goes like holy shit this happens still to us <laughs> so <laughs> political thing right there back to news back to again. news. All I right. really should have written these things down before. Well,
1: yeah it would have made sense yeah um yeah uh oscar nominations uh have happened um don't remember if there's anything else particularly noteworthy with that we'll talk
0: about it in the mini, mini we'll talk episode. about it and we'll dig in we'll more with Minnesota. the episode. yeah it'll be fun um, it'll be a good so. time
1: Um, Oh, one other thing that I forgot to mention. Uh, MCU movies have been pushed back again. Yes. Um, Black Widow is now July 9th, I want to say. Early July. Marvel Phase 4 release dates. Black Widow has been pushed back to July 7th, which will actually overlap with the Loki show. Oh! Um, Are we going to
0: see crossovers? No. (laughs) We're not going (laughs) to see crossovers.
1: No. Um, They were... uh, they were. They had been saying that they were going to do strict theatrical, but it's now going to be theatrical and Disney Plus premiere access, so you have to pay for it.
0: Oh, my God. We'll just go
1: to the theater. Yeah. It'll cost half as much. Yeah. And also just be a better experience than...
0: And we're both vaccinated. Yep. And we'll wear masks. Yeah. We're not going to die.
1: We'll be responsible.
0: I won't die.
1: <laughs> I refuse. You
0: can't take me. <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, Shang-Chi has been pushed back to September 3rd. Aw. Yeah but Black Widow took its spot. I don't care about back. Black
0: Widow. I want Shang-Chi.
1: You sexist.
0: You racist. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: and then after that, I think everything's back on track. Um, Eternals is still slated for November and Spider-Man No Way Home is still slated for December.
0: Good.
1: Which, holy balls, it's eight months to the next Spider-Man movie. Nine months yeah. to the next Spider-Man movie
0: dude less than that to the neck to the shang chi and we have no promo promo material
1: yeah that's insane
0: like not even not a trailer there is no promotional material on shang chi yeah that's weird for a movie this big
1: yeah well they you'd think
0: that, that disney would be really hounding like the asian like asian market like saying look look we're making an asian superhero yeah but they're not
1: yeah well is- I think, I think everyone's <laughs> everyone's really leery after uh, No Time to uh, Die. Because oh. No Time to Die blew like $100, $150 million on marketing ramp up.
0: I was going to say and something. And it hasn't
1: been able to release. Yeah. Uh,
0: also, I don't know how this is, how it may have played into it, but the Atlanta shooting might also play into some promotional stuff mm-hmm. with uh, Shang-Chi.
1: I'd be a little surprised if it does, but...
0: Yeah. There might be something... Mm, yeah, well, I'll,
1: I don't know. It'd be... It'd come across as kind of gross and pandering if they did try to play into it. And I think they're smarter than that. Oh, not
0: play into it. But like, maybe they're like holding off a little longer. Okay. For something like to it's... avoid
1: sounding gross. And pandering. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It could be.
0: Um, so maybe that's another. Like, yeah. Maybe they're about to go and then go. No, no. Put, stop that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No,
0: don't, do, don't put that out.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. We might not get a full trailer until honestly until Black Widow.
0: Anyway, anyway, that's all the news.
1: uh, Yep, there's been other little bits and bobs, but we'll hit that on our next news update. Matt, Preston,
0: a lot of a lot of actors.
1: Well, one fewer now that Jessica Walter died. Yikes! (laughs) Too soon. Oh, that was. Come on. (laughs) I'm sorry that was.
0: I don't. uh, I don't have uh, any other intros (laughs) to this topic, and now I'm. Now it's sad.
1: uh, Well, maybe she inspired some 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 young girls to go get into acting as Pat, well.
0: Matt, the movie industry is a very attractive industry. Is it now? Yeah, brings in a lot a lot of people are like, "You know what? I want to try I want to try my hand at that." Mm-hmm. A lot of kids, a lot of parents who want to shove their kids into child acting. Show
1: parents the best thing that ever happened to human society.
0: <laughs> you got uh you got a whole bunch of people that just were like, "You know, I want to try my hand at the movie industry. I'm going to try acting." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You got a lot of a lot of care Got a lot of color- colorful characters that do that. Yeah. You had people like uh, they uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who sure. I believe was a politician before. No,
1: he was a bodybuilder before. Was a bodybuilder, politician, so you got a bodybuilder.
0: After. after, right? So you got a bodybuilder that was just like I'm. I want acting. That was <laughs> well, that wasn't that was a six out of a ten. You could tell that was me trying a. That was the
1: Terminator Dark fate of right. Terminator accents.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah, you got that and then you've got i don't know you got singers
1: oh all the time like
0: frank uh frank ocean and yeah uh ben. john
1: legend was in la la Land. Yeah, beyonce keeps trying Elvis to be in things did
0: it and uh, right, frank beyonce, Sinatra. uh
1: rihanna was in battleship yeah you got that was a thing
0: <laughs> got all these musicians that keep coming in and mm-hmm. you get it's it's really interesting to see this happen a lot yeah. um some of them more successful than others. Some of them drastically more successful than others. Yes. A great example, Dave Batista is a great actor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> As it turns out.
0: But he comes from wrestling. Like, yeah. pro was. It, is it pro wrestling or is it like WWE?
1: I don't know if there's a difference.
0: There's there's actually professional ring wrestling, like uh, proper wrestling.
1: Real wrestling. Real wrestling.
0: It's fake. not faked. Uh, but that. then also, you have. John Cena mm-hmm. who is also a pretty apt actor
1: he's decent he's not bad he's really good in the suicide squad trailer
0: yeah um I don't that sounded sarcastic but I think he actually was good in that
1: that's the only good role I can think of from yeah. from him um,
0: um I mean he's been in other stuff that like it's, yeah, he it's a was comedy. In, he's
1: in bumblebee um
0: yeah and that seemed in the trailers it seemed like it was as adequate as the rest of the movie didn't you watch it no
1: I thought you watched it Someone watched it and said it was pretty bad. I thought that was you.
0: Maybe it was me and I don't remember.
1: I think it was you. Oh. I think you and Andrew talked about it one of the times he guest hosted.
0: Maybe. Well, I have bad memory. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, And then you got the Singers. Mm-hmm. John Legend was pretty good in La La Land. Yep. Didn't... I like how
1: we're just sliding past Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the most successful transition yes! there.
0: Oh, good, good example. Shit. Yeah. Dude's a,
1: dude's a box office can't think of a better word than moneymaker, but he's uh, he's one of the biggest box office draws in Hollywood right now, and he started out as a wrestler.
0: Yeah. So, I want to talk about- Actually, he started
1: out as a football player and then got yeah, injured and footballing... went to wrestling.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about all of these, like, all these industries you get mm-hmm. people coming in and wanting to do acting from. Um, basically, what we're doing for this episode is part the first part of a two-part episode, basically, mm-hmm. or two-episode series. Uh, we're going to talk about people coming into acting and mm-hmm. then next week you'll lead this one. We're talking mm-hmm. about people who are actors who want to try their hand at directing. Yeah.
1: Get um, behind the camera instead of in front of it.
0: Yeah. And so I want to talk a little bit about what kind of drives a successful actor from a different industry. Like it, mm-hmm. people who didn't go through acting school because people right. who go through acting school. I mean, you got, um, like I'm going to, I'm going to ignore, other forms of acting okay. so for example i'm going to ignore musicals uh broadway opera mm-hmm. like all kinds of right. acting elsewhere coming into hollywood because those are actors um i mean you uh, could
1: argue that wwe wrestlers are actors
0: <laughs> you could <laughs> oh
1: snap why am i at such a beat down on wwe today kick
0: did you do that on purpose wwe beat down yeah okay because it's an actual thing, I think.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: Anyway, it sounded like the same um, thing. like Ian McKellen came from Broadway. He started on Broadway, I believe. Uh, same huh. with um, uh, that
1: explains why he's in Cats.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: that and the uh, the paycheck.
0: Who's the other guy that plays? Who's old McAvoy?
1: Uh Patrick Stewart?
0: <laughs> Patrick Stewart, I believe, was also properly.
1: Old McAvoy.
0: But I got the point across, did I not?
1: Old McAvoy had a movie, it had a school with lots of mutant kids. <laughs> and in that school there were some Cyclopses. <laughs>
0: oh i'm gonna let you keep going i want you you you've made e. your bed now e. Suffer
1: in e. it. E. I. E. I. x-men thank With you a no that's the oh, magneto there here a rogue they're a flame guy the
0: verses are the same thing a wolverine here and a wolverine there here wolverine there wolverine everywhere oh no oh no you're right no you're wrong it's ink i'm done i'm done with this joke <laughs> actors people a- actors who have been more successful yes. uh this is an idea that came from brendan uh our friend brendan he suggested this on our uh instagram at justice losers pod check that out we'll occasionally ask for episode topics this is where you do it because mm-hmm. it happens see clearly we're doing Look at it. this yeah um and he just sent me a list of actors from industries that he uh so I'm going to read his text. Okay. Let's start off, like the top of the head, which we're not going to be able to talk too intelligently about because we haven't seen it. Rob zombie is a musician, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, an artist. Uh, and now he's, he did acting, I think a little bit, but he did directing. Yeah. Um, he did a lot with horror and he did the,
1: he did the Halloween remake Halloween in 2007. Remake. He did like uh, he day did, of a dead or like another zombie. He did, um, house of a thousand corpses, which is, uh, not zombies. It's, um, uh, cannibal serial killers right um and i think he did um i can't remember if that's the the prequel or the sequel or something Mm -hmm. he did a whole series of movies on that um he's done yeah just a a couple things like that yeah
0: um you got some uh paul newman steve mcqueen james dean and james garner all filmmakers and actors who were also racing drivers Hmm. so you get people who came from racing how about that steve mcqueen uh yeah mainly uh spike jones uh, he was really only in directing, but he was uh, went from skating and music videos to award-winning films. Huh. Um, skating videos. Sure. I, so is it skating, skating and music videos or skating and music videos?
1: I have no idea. I don't either. I'm way too intrigued now, but I'm not going to bother uh, to look
0: it up. But the main two that I want to really talk about are musicians and stand-up comics. Okay. Uh, So you have all these, like, all those other industries, but not really a whole lot of success. How do you get comics
1: to stand up? They're so flimsy and just, like, paper, and they kind of topple over if you try to stand them up. the hardback cover. Trade paperback?
0: Trade hardcover.
1: Trade hardcover. Trade hardcover. Okay. Yeah. Good to know.
0: Anyway. So you got all these people that are coming from all these industries. um, But you seem to mostly get... So let me ask you something. What do you think? (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: i don't have a specific question to lead you to anything
0: but i, I want to get you to talk i've been talking a lot so oh
1: boy i've actually got to do work for this about, one think um, about this
0: i've got i've got an idea about a lot okay. of this
1: stuff um it feels like there's just inevitably going to be a lot of cross-pollination uh between different entertainment fields right people like being on stage they like entertaining people they like sort of the creative aspect of it mm-hmm. so you're going to get a lot of Singers, a Mm. lot of comedians, um, a lot of just creative-minded people that like being public-facing. Yeah, and acting is kind of a nice logical endpoint for that. Right, pays well if you're good at it. Um, it's probably the highest profile. You like music and movies are yeah as high profile as you get. Everyone's heard of Beyonce. Everyone's heard of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Who? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. Right. Um. You've sidetracked me, and I don't remember where I was going with this because I hadn't thought of the point. No, I, uh, I, I, th- I do remember. Um, so you've got all these entertainers, and acting feels like one that if you have a proclivity for some other type of entertainment, um, some other, uh, some other thing, where you have to get up there and have your public presence and mm-hmm. do things. It feels like there's a lot of skills that would transfer nicely to acting, whereas going from acting to other mediums necessarily, there wouldn't be such a nice transference of skills. Like you can be a really great actor and have a really good stage presence, say doesn't mean you can carry a tune.
0: Right. See also all Disney child stars who were forced into music and mm-hmm. did not do great. Yep. Um, what would you think? So you're you're touching on a very important point that is kind of in my thesis.
1: I am. Um, go me.
0: Yeah, I mean we t- we have very similar minds, so. Yeah. Um, this
1: podcast would be more interesting if do you think, we We're different.
0: So, what kind of skills do you think are those transferable skills from being a stand-up comic or a singer that make it into acting?
2: Uh,
1: lack we- of stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like more seriously, the ability to um I guess in some sense like a public facing charisma. Okay. Um the ability to uh just put on a show and have people convinced and entertained no matter what you're doing. Right. Um to get an audience on board with you thinking thinking in your shoes.
0: Yeah, you're starting to you're starting to hit in the, like that. My, so one of my main points uh mm-hmm. is specifically for stand-up comics mm-hmm. is real quick tangent here to set up a foundation of something we've talked about before. Okay. Uh, comedic actors, Mm -hmm. uh, such as John Krasinski and Jordan Peele, Mm -hmm. both being able to go and direct a horror movie. Yeah. Um, what was our kind of hypothesis on that? What's uh, we haven't done a full episode on it, but we keep going back to this. These two as an example for this.
1: I don't remember. It's
0: (laughs) it's comedy is one of those really, uh, one of the best examples of being able to dig into a human, into an into mm-hmm. an audience's psyche.
1: Yeah, you can really provoke visceral reactions.
0: Yes, you want you you are able to, if you are a successful comedian or a successful horror director, mm-hmm. you are able to identify exactly what needs to happen to to elicit the reaction you want. Right. Um. So comedians know exactly what to do, both physically, verbally, timing everything to elicit mm-hmm. laughs. From an audience. Right. Horror people know how to elicit fear and anxiety and just mm-hmm. screams. Yeah. Um, And so I think that that is one of those really crucial things when you have stand-up comics coming into the industry is they understand how to communicate something in their brain mm-hmm. to have an audience feel that. Stand in their shoes. You know how to, mm-hmm. like, actors like, okay, very specific example, John Mulaney, stand-up comic, yeah. really rose up in the last five to ten years he is the poster child for millennials because mm-hmm. boy does he understand us because he is mm-hmm. um but also when he voiced peter porker yeah he knew how to time his jokes and also his sad spot yeah when he got a little sad to actually make you feel mm-hmm. and like you take that and best example robin williams yeah started as a stand-up comic in college mm-hmm. he was a stand-up comic very successful stand-up comedian yeah through his 20s mm-hmm. tried his hand as acting a couple years later we get goodwill hunting in his monologue that makes you sob yeah D- the dude understands how to connect with the audience really really well mm-hmm. by just like by speaking and yeah and 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 moving and, uh, to put it very bluntly acting yeah uh and i think that's one of those really important things about stand-up comics is that they understand this and when they try right. their hand they're often very successful mm-hmm. uh you have others like jerry seinfeld gets his own sitcom it's a comedy so it typically right. they usually start in comedies right and then go into more uh yeah. dramatic things as they prove themselves but... yeah
1: uh even kevin hart i generally don't love his work but right. he's It's undeniable that he's been pretty successful transitioning to Hollywood. And let me just say, I can't wait for his inevitable horror directorial debut.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What Kevin Hart put out as a horror movie? That is, That thought alone is a horror movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is getting a little meta here. Um, Also, speaking of Robin Williams, let me just put out a plug for Insomnia, um, mm -hmm. which is an early Christopher Nolan movie. Um, It's basically a remake of a Scandinavian crime thriller um and robin williams plays the villain and it's pretty great
0: oh all right yeah so yeah he's got he's got the chop so he's like the best example of this but there are right. so many other examples um mm-hmm. uh, i mean you have Name a lot me of,
1: six or seven right now at the top well of your netflix head has a whole lot uh it.
0: amy schumer got her own show oh yeah, she was no, also not cool. a great actor so i don't want to really use her True. as an example um kevin rock or chris rock mm-hmm. got uh several things uh he's
1: making a saw movie now
0: adam sandler uncut gems is a great dramatic movie but he started as a stand-up mm-hmm. uh you have i mean george lopez his sit his show mm-hmm. was kind of not terrible for a little bit I'll, i'm not gonna lie it was okay. but he started as a stand-up mm-hmm. uh i mean i've got examples like yeah there's a ton of these that just okay.
1: i was hoping to catch you off guard and you wouldn't have any and you'd have to <laughs> frantically scramble to look some up
0: <laughs> no i mean Foiled. it's uh there are so many examples i mean uh I'm not going to just keep listing examples. This is not a show that just lists examples. We will not do that. Yes, we will. But my point is proven that there are a lot of stand-up comics that make it into acting. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a very important ability. Yeah. That that, uh, doesn't make it much to other... uh, It's kind of like to your point where you can't really leave acting into other things.
1: Not as effectively.
0: Which I will say, actually, I've found this... Actors learn a lot of really good skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight up, Tom uh, Cruise now knows mm-hmm. how to halo dive.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a pretty crazy skill to have.
1: <laughs> kind of feel like he's the sort of person that would just like come into the world fully formed knowing how to halo dive. But... That's
0: true. <laughs> uh, but Ryan Gosling now knows how to play jazz piano. He learned how to play jazz piano for La La Land. Yeah. Like, people learn how to dance. People learn musical instruments. Like, you'll learn Mm -hmm. a lot of skills because you... Like, people have learned how to play chess just so that they understand Yeah,
1: Anya Taylor-Joy. She learned how to play chess. Yeah.
0: Um, So, stuff like that. Um, The other big one. So, that's comedians. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come back to them because I've got another point that fits with everybody. Okay. Musicians.
1: Musicians.
0: What are some things... Think about musicians and think about them coming into acting. What are some things that you've observed broadly... Just go ahead and start talking. Think of think of things.
1: Let's see. Well let me let me start thinking about some musicians that have uh so John gone into Legend. John Legend. No, he's he's one. Uh he's one. Uh he's really good in La La Land. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've seen him in anything else. Yep. Um, but he does a pretty good job of playing uh basically a music guy. Right. You know? Um so it's it's a lot of it, it's not so much acting necessarily. Right. It's a lot of just um drawing on his own experience.
0: Dolly Parton. Another musician. Yeah who's been who's been into a couple things mm-hmm. um taylor swift has tried her hand a couple times but it's usually is taylor swift so something that's mm-hmm. really common is a lot of these i'm com- gonna I mean, ignore cameos mm-hmm. where they are john legend he was not john legend he was he had a name and right maybe luke myth <laughs> 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 um, um but not like taylor swift having a cameo in new girl Right that or Ed
1: Sheeran having a, a cameo in Game right. of Thrones.
0: Right. Well, that wasn't Ed Sheeran though. He like he, he had a character. That's true. But what was the thing about his character?
1: He sang. He was a musician. Sing a little song.
0: And I find it very common that if a musician is playing a character in a in a thing, mm-hmm. they're often still musicians. Yeah. Because they that's their skill is, is right. the thing. So with acting or with uh, with stand up comedia comedia comedia. All right. Stand up comedia. You've got people who know how to communicate things. Well, it's a skill that is applied to acting. Mm-hmm. Musicians don't really have that skill. They, 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 they take more time to write into music and you can, you can't music does mm-hmm. elicit emotion. That right. is something that um like you have talked about in your episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also um, people connect with Taylor Swift really deep because she sings about things that people genuinely experience. And it's just like a, a mostly ex- breakups. <laughs> yes, mostly breakups. Um, but uh, it's typical. It's not a skill that can be directly translated to acting.
1: Yeah, it's. You, I I like your point with with comedians. You do think about what makes makes people tick, like as a performance, as as right. a, a like a human interaction. A but psychology
0: music, of people and how yeah, they react.
1: To music them. is a completely different channel. It's a completely yeah. different approach, and you can be really effective at using your music to make right. people tick and get under their skin. You can give people
0: chills but with a guitar but that doesn't really apply to acting. Yeah. Necessarily. Right. I think there there is a, there's a connection between the two but it's not as all of the connections, this is literally how the right. the psyche of this career is. Right. Um, So I think there, there are, well not I think, there are musicians who acted very well.
1: Yeah, Reba's really good on her show.
0: Yeah. so that's another thing now i want to talk about real quick so we've talked about their ability to actually perform the thing like the Mm -hmm. the the actual act of acting i want to step kind of to a middle ground okay uh to prior or before my bigger point Mm -hmm. or another big point um what about their careers like, they're actually what they do. So, they've now mm-hmm. acted. What uh, kind of look at from the point they've moved into acting or mm-hmm. like they've started their acting. What's their careers look like beyond that? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's talk about, first of all, stand-up comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are their careers like once they've stepped in?
1: It seems like a lot of them generally move more into acting full-time. I'm thinking Robin Williams. Robin Williams just is an actor. became an actor. Yeah. Um, Kevin Hart still does stand-up and right. does comedy but he's he does a lot of movies mm-hmm. a lot of very forgettable movies <laughs> <laughs> right. don't know why i'm taking so many shots at kevin hart too <laughs> kevin shot kevin hart in the wwe yep i guess
0: just wait till we get kevin hart in the wwe and you're just gonna be like mm-hmm. zaxon or like if let's say zaxon directs a cw <laughs> show for me like that's just oh god no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, you're right. They they tend to gravitate more to just focus full time on that. And mm-hmm. I think that's because that is a natural development. You will now have a, right. a broader reach. You can stretch more. Like mm-hmm. stand up comics, like stand up comedy is stand up comedy. You're doing comedy, but right. it's a good way that you can stretch. So Ron Williams did more dramatic stuff. He did Goodwill hunting, he did Dead Poet Society. Like mm-hmm. things that make you feel so many more emotions than just laughing. Yeah. Um And so you can do that more. It's more of a creative stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, What about musicians?
1: Musicians tend to do one or two things and then go back to music.
0: Exactly. Always. And I want to real quick, I just want to give this shout out. The musician side of this, all (laughs) Kalen. She's like, she and I were talking before this episode. I had no idea what I was going to talk about this episode. Mm -hmm. And she and I were talking about it. And she started kind of bringing this stuff to my attention. It's like, oh my God, this is all great. I know what I'm talking about the episode. All (laughs) Kalen. This is,
1: so Preston, you for, you're fired. Caitlin, you're in charge. Thank you for,
0: giving me, for giving me what I could talk about on a podcast that I was ill-prepared for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Start season four strong. <laughs> so, musicians, mm-hmm. they tend to always gravitate back to their career. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um,
1: it might just be kind of one part might just be a sunk cost kind of thing. You know, mm. I've spent a lot of time and energy learning to be really good at my instrument, to my my right. thinking about music. Movies are fun, I'll do it as like a little side thing to make some extra cash or yeah. whatever or to see my face on the, the poster. But
0: yeah.
1: um, music is where I've spent all my time and energy. I yeah. can't just let that die away.
0: Well, I wouldn't even say it's a sunk cost. Maybe maybe to some there is a sunk cost. Yeah. But they're like I put too much money into this, I need to capitalize on it. Yeah. But I think other people, I think uh, the difference between a musician and a stand-up comedian is your objective in a way. Okay um or not really necessarily objective but what you enjoy doing okay so stand-up com- uh comics they enjoy making people laugh mm-hmm. to my knowledge stand-up com- uh, comics don't really l- like they like the process but their desire to do things isn't to write the set Mm -hmm. like writing the jokes that's more of a thought intensive but but it's it's going through that work to make people laugh
1: it's about the performance Performance. not the creative object exactly and i think the
0: musicians there is common there's a common feeling of just i enjoy writing music yeah like you find that like that phrase of a, of a refrain in a song that just hits yourself. And like,
1: it's about the created object, not the right. performance as much.
0: Exactly. It, and then obviously, yes, as much there, there obviously is a, yeah, I'm creating music that connects with people that gives people an outlet to feel and stuff like that. Mm. Blah, 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 blah blah But <laughs> it's, like to me, I enjoy creating, creating music. I enjoy just fiddling on guitar and I find a few chords. I'm like, Oh, that's a cool little chord. Play it for three weeks. Forget the chord, record the chord progression. Never write a song from it. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's something that it's not necessarily that they, uh, that's one of the reasons I feel they may Mm -hmm. go back, uh, to music is it just, that's what they love doing. Mm -hmm. Um, what's another reason? I have another reason, but I want to see if you can, if you've got any other reasons that uh they might ultimately go back to doing since music. the skills
1: don't transfer as effectively they're not as good at it
0: yep that's exactly my other point other boom point. got him uh you ed sheeran is not a great actor he was no. actually okay and that's he was, he was fine
1: he's perfectly but pleasant. i think
0: put under more stress of having to do more and carry more of a role mm-hmm. i don't think it would transfer well and i think yeah. he knew that yeah um and so we don't see a whole lot of him he makes cameos and stuff but yeah um rihanna we,
1: has been kind of wooden and whatever she's and then she was in Battleship. Yep. She was in uh, Valyrian, City of a Thousand Planets.
0: Yeah. And I don't think we're going to see a whole lot more of her. Um, Probably in, not. In movies. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just because it's... You're right. Yeah. Like what you said, it doesn't... Since it doesn't transfer as well, mm-hmm. you don't... And it's not to say all musicians all like go back. Right. I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but some musicians are also just naturally good actors. Yeah. And it doesn't really have to do with the fact that it's a a skill transfer from their industry. Mm -hmm. It's just that they are naturally a good actor. Yeah. I feel like I'm a pretty decent actor. No education in it. If I were to receive an education in it, it might improve it and then Mm -hmm. actually make me a totally feasible actor. Yeah. I've got other bigger fish to fry. I'm running an entertainment company. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I think that's very common uh, Mm -hmm. for musicians. And that's why you see... I'm using kind of these two as a a comparison. Okay. Uh, And I think these... These comparisons and these, these theories on why things are um, can be applied to other industries. That's why uh, with wrestlers, mm-hmm. they do have an ability to put on a performance and try to connect with people. Right. And may have an inherent ability to act. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to see The Undertaker show up in a movie because is a WWE guy. He's a big guy. I've heard of him. Okay. Because he's probably not a great actor um might not be but i think it's one of those maybe wrestling is one of the things where it's binary it's either you mm-hmm. fit on this like faux acting like i'm gonna shout at you yeah yeah or a guy who's like i can put on a performance and then end up being dave batista in uh 24 blade runner 24 9 yeah putting on a totally great performance yeah for good old dave five minutes batista
1: absolutely <laughs> It's a reference uh, to how long he lasts in bed, not yes. how uh, long he's on screen and all right. of his film appearances accepting his role as Drax, Drax. in the Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. Avengers movies. That yes. sentence was about four times as long as it should have been. <laughs> Boom. Snyder cut callback.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, I, I think that, it, uh, and then racing, like none of them really yeah. stuck around. Uh, stuck uh, around
1: in acting? Right. Steve McQueen?
0: How long did he stick around?
1: He was in all kinds of stuff.
0: Oh, all right. Well terrible example for me but also again maybe example with musicians he could have just been a natural good actor like there are exceptions to every rule Mm -hmm. um is that the phrase yeah every rule has exceptions yeah um so it might have just been luck but all all the other racers who may have tried them tried their hand
1: read me that list again
0: let me pull it up i know paul newman oh paul
1: newman yeah he's huge is he a racer apparently i guess
0: so uh james dean was james dean a racer James Dean was like America's teenager. I know that.
1: That might have been that kind of feels like it might have been a, a reverse there where he was into acting and then decided to get into cars. Right. But I'll, I'll double check it right now while you're reading and off the And then James rest of this Garner
0: list. is the other one. Okay. Um, but, you know, varying levels of success. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, I think all these theories can be applied to uh the others. Mm-hmm. Now here's the kicker for me. Here's what I think makes—it's not a difference between the two, but it's something Mm -hmm. that I think that allows musicians to go into that as briefly as they do, Mm -hmm. and why uh, you don't see a whole lot of ah, a career accountant becoming an actor, a career like I mean. Uh, Hugh Jackman was a PE teacher for six years But he was also trying to be an actor
1: Right Um, that's just a a side gig That's something that I avoided In doing my research I tried to
0: actively avoid the people who were trying To be an actor Mm -hmm. uh, And it's what they did before they made it That was really hard to do my research Because
1: literally all actors Had some sort of side gig right? Except like the
0: Olsen twins Yeah they were born into acting Literally Haley Um, Joel Osment (laughs) uh, You uh one example that I think is funny is John Ham directed a porn. How about that? Yeah, that happened. You should happened. watch it for research. Yeah, I did. Many many times. Good. The first 3 minutes are great.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what a joke. Um so the last thing that I that I think is fascinating is let's ignore the career, so the ability to act. mm mm-hmm. Mhm the career what's kind of that last one noticing that trajectory of like topic mm-hmm. what do you think is like the kind of that last little piece of the puzzle of migration from these other industries to acting
1: money money oh. money 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 money, not money not money
0: you said something really early on that kind of like touched on this point money <laughs> <laughs> it's the ability to handle the limelight uh, you don't see a lot of career accountants go into acting because right. you just you suddenly you're in the in front of billions of people mm-hmm. and you don't really know how to handle paparazzi and photo shoots and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: everyone who's been a stand-up comic or a musician is familiar with being in the public eye and being right. smart about decisions they make in real life mm-hmm. usually yeah, Justin Bieber somewhat up
1: to a point <laughs> that's uh, what publicists are for
0: right and you, and they have these agents that know how to manage this public facing image of your persona your exactly. real life um i think that's a that's a reason that maybe someone who was a career accountant went into acting and just could not handle it mm-hmm. like literally couldn't handle the the workload of entertainment industry because the entertainment industry is a bitch. Yeah. To work in. Yep. Um, we don't have any experience personally, not even slightly. Not slightly.
1: I tried to look at the camera and looked right at the light and I'm a little <laughs> blind right now.
0: <laughs> but we have friends who do, mm-hmm. uh, and it is a cutthroat. Like and so, Andrew, my our co-owner of REM mm-hmm. and a regular guest and a friend of ours, uh, is in the film industry. And he does gigs that are, like, he did a movie that starred Ashley Tisdale.
1: How about that? Recently.
0: I also, Ashley Tis, Tisdale? Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> <Blech>. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. Um, uh, So he's made it. But these are 12-hour dates. Yep. Every day. Yeah. And especially, like, the, like, making it into, once you make it into, like, Union and, like, the big ones where you're working along with Martin Scorsese, who we've got a friend who does work, worked Mm -hmm. on a Martin Scorsese film. We got cool friends. Um, Like, once you, until you've made it into that, Mm -hmm. it's abuse. It's massive underpay for actors and for uh, crew. It's long hours. It's no overtime. It's harrowing. It's people mm-hmm. not caring about your dietary needs. Yep. It's which is a specific thing, particularly that Andrew. <laughs> right. Um. It's it's a bitch, and mm-hmm. if you aren't already used to that grueling public image life, then you're it's hard. You're it's going to break you, and mm-hmm. I think that that's what allows. So many of these people that you're – if you're watching a movie and you're like, I know that person from a different thing, Mm -hmm. it's likely something that's show business. Yeah. Well, obviously because you know them. But like if you learn about an actor and then you look back and you're – oh, they were straight up uh, an electrical contractor for 40 years and decided to try his hand at at acting. He's really good. (laughs) And it worked because that dude – his whole job is to work with maybe seven people yeah. in the course of a year. Yeah. Not, it just doesn't translate unless yeah. you have, unless you knew that's coming, but that's just, it's broadly speaking statistics. Yeah. People don't make it. Yeah. Um, And, and I think that is one of those really cruel or not cruel, uh really critical mm-hmm. points about why we see these people come in from these industries.
3: Mm-hmm
1: they're people that already crave fame
0: or have fame or and just want to do other things. Want other fame. And I think that, um, do you think the desire has any effect on how successful they are? So what they, what they want, if it's someone who's mm-hmm. seeking more fame and they want to be in front of more people and more money mm-hmm. versus someone who just wants to stretch their wings and do more acting. Right. Do you think there's a, uh, a difference in level of success on the two?
1: I don't know. I feel like this is sort of thing where I'd have to carefully compare a lot of anecdotes and do some data here and uh get a look at it. I feel like Um,
0: there's two ways to it for someone who just wants money is mm -hmm. one is that they don't care about the art, so they're not gonna try too hard. They just wanna be put on famous mm -hmm. things and they will pay money to do it to get more money. Right. Another thing is if you just wanna make more money, you put yourself through the effort of learning how to do it right. Right, and you become a phenomenal actor because of that. Mm-hmm. I You're don't just have...
1: dabbling for fun. Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't have any examples of either.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'd have to really get into do some like deep, in depth interviews with uh... Kevin Hart. Did you get into the movie business because you wanted more money?
0: Yeah. Season five coming in twenty coming in twenty six weeks. We're gonna start doing that every we're week. We're gonna interview Kevin a Hart. famous person.
1: Only Kevin Hart.
0: We're gonna interview Kevin Hart twenty five times.
1: Why are you terrible? <laughs> <laughs> You're not terrible. I honestly some of your stuff is perfectly fine.
0: Oh yeah. He's totally palatable. He's yeah. annoying sometimes. Yeah.
1: No, he's he's pretty good as a side character in the yeah. Jumanji Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: Jack Black was a musician first, wasn't he? To the Google. To the Googles. I think he was cuz I think he did uh Tenacious D, I think was an older thing and then he started getting into stuff like School of Rock and then all his other stuff. And now he's just he's just an entertainer. It's yeah. just, like, I don't think you really, you can really call him one thing because he just, he, Tenacious D still releases stuff.
1: Started out really as an actor, it looks like. Oh, okay. Um, commercials, TV shows, stuff like that.
0: Okay, gotcha. Okay, so he was an actor first. Right. But, so we're ignoring him. You're not an example. Jack Black, get out of here with your... Well,
1: he's, he's an interesting example of an actor that went into music more, too. That's
0: true. I, I guess this is uh, it's not necessarily only people that have gone into the industry, but mm-hmm. more of, like, branched out from the industry. Yeah. Uh, I think that... Well, so also, actually, here's a great example. Ariana Grande mm-hmm. was a musician first that Disney was, like... What's the word I'm looking for?
1: Cultivating? Kind of. Grooming?
0: Grooming. That's the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they put her in some of the Disney movie shows mm-hmm. or Nickelodeon, Disney, Nickelodeon. And she was totally adequate. She played a very great dumb girl, but she's not. And I feel like she got a stigma for a while of being hmm. dumb, but she's not dumb. Didn't uh, she lick
1: a donut once?
0: In real life?
1: Yeah. Oh, like wow. went into a donut shop and licked a donut and put it back. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the thing. That
0: feels like something Cardi B would do.
1: I'm going to look this up, too.
0: Cardi B. Also, the there Google. was a movie with Cardi B and Lizzo, apparently, according to Kalen. Apparently, they're not great in it or something. I don't know. I wouldn't think so. But...
1: I mean, Lizzo seems like she wouldn't be bad with a decent script. Yeah. She's got personality. Hey, Matt. Preston.
0: Thesisize us.
1: You're in the hot seat. You thesisize ah, all us. All right.
0: I think when it comes to, act, to, to trying acting, Mm-hmm. There is a your degree of success is determined by your ability to handle the limelight, mm-hmm. your ability to, or uh, committing to the career, mm-hmm. and be able to psychologically connect with an audience. Mm-hmm. And I think for that reason, you see a lot of successful comedians. Yeah. Some successful musicians. Yeah. Not a lot of successful anything else. Besides career actors. Yeah.
1: Wrestling has a pretty good track record.
0: Wrestling has three that I can think of.
1: Rowdy Roddy Piper was in some stuff back in the... Who? Rowdy Roddy Piper. What? Rowdy Roddy Piper.
0: Are you starting a car? Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's a stretch. No. Ignore me. Put that one away. Okay. All right. So then, yeah. Okay. So more more performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have a very concatenated... Or not concatenated. Truncated... I always mix those two words up. Mm -hmm. Truncated thesis like I do, like I can get a couple good ones once in a while. Not this one. This one's a pretty long thesis. Yep. But I think think we talked about some interesting things. Yeah. Editor Gage here. After recording, Preston realized he failed to mention Donald Glover. Glover has a wildly successful entertainment career. He's a musician under the name Childish Gambino, a stand-up comedian, and an actor, notably in Community, Atlanta, and Solo. Donald Glover is a badass, and we love him. I think we've uh, filled how many hours?
1: Many, many An hour hours. hour and a half. Yep,
0: that suffices. All right, shall we?
1: Ariana Grande Gron- did lick a donut. Okay, we shallst. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, you can, if you enjoyed this podcast, welcome to season four. You can find all our season episodes, four! all our episodes from previous seasons, are on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify and Podbean and iHeartRadio. You can go back and hear our epic prehistory of the podcast and it's um all of its terrible glory not that it's much better now um but yeah check it out there uh let's see next week we're going to be talking about actors who've moved into the directing world get a little bit of john krasinski up in here uh angelina jolie Mm -hmm. let me know other examples Clooney. yeah yeah yeah
0: tom hanks really I didn't think
1: was, I think he directed Sully. No, that was uh, Clint Eastwood.
0: Oh, Clint Eastwood. Clint East- <laughs> there we go. Thank we you. Got there. Good
1: example. Yes. Uh yeah, we're talking about that. If you've got some good examples, um, or if you have some ideas about what leads actors to go into directing, or what might make an actor a successful director, let us know.
0: Make an actor a sex-cesful?
1: successful. Successful. Really it. Exactly.
0: Success.
1: Yep uh yeah you can uh you can let us know about that on our social media where we mediate society there we go got the joke out better that time um we're on instagram mentioned that up top check out our highlights uh that's at just us losers pod we do a lot of interesting fun fan interaction type of stuff we'll ask little polls and little questions and we'll have little fun behind the scenes or uh, i don't know fun stuff it's good i've said the word fun too many times and it's starting to lose its meaning uh yeah we're on twitter at just losers pod uh, where Preston had, honestly, for as much as I built it up, is a pretty disappointing rant about Zack Snyder's Justice League. I
0: had nothing else to say.
1: It uh, yeah is
0: it bad. That's yeah, it's just
1: kind is. of a movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of an interesting exercise And in, like a creator's vision doesn't necessarily mean it's good. A creator's vision can be just a adequate
2: adequate. Yeah,
1: a creator's vision can be terrible. It happens. You like it better than the Whedon cut? Um, yes. I rated them the same on IMDb, but for completely different reasons. Mm. Um, Weed and Cut was just a big, goofy, sloppy mess. Um, Snyder's was a big, coherent, like it's a coherent vision, but it's long and it's got a lot of the same problems. Yeah. So I think it is a better movie, but I didn't enjoy it more necessarily. Um, let's see. We're on Facebook. Um, I started writing a review for Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I'm actually pretty close to done, so I might see if I can get that out this weekend.
0: Did you do Wonder Woman 84?
1: I was. Then I didn't.
0: You gotta finish, dude.
1: I'm so I'm told.
2: <laughs>
0: <gasps>
1: <laughs> uh, we're on Gmail, just pod at gmail.com, uh, where if you have some really interesting points about uh, people from different fields moving into acting, or you wanna get ahead of the gun and talk about uh, actors who got into directing, that's just us pod at gmail.com. Um, coming up after next week, we're going to start talking about a lot of sports movies. So if you have particular sports you want us to, to hit, it's already scheduled. You have no power over us, but let us know, uh, let us know if there's particular movies we want to want you want us to watch. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Um, yeah, so that's all coming up. Uh, is there anything else I'm I'm supposed to say? YouTube. We're on YouTube. We do little condensed versions. If you're listening to this, this is the audio version, uh, but we do little versions of the video versions of the content only it's like a nice little 15 20 minute thing our editor gauge puts it together uh comes out um the thursday week and a half after the initial episode you got a friend and they're maybe not sure about us you know send them a little video let let them hear us at our our most edited and least bad um and then maybe they'll they'll get sucked in and actually listen to the regular podcast
0: i like that phrase most edited and least bad
1: yes very proud of that Mm Spent all episode workshopping that hope in keep, my head. To
0: keep that one in mind, when we want to finally actually make this five minute ending down to a, <laughs> a clean four minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's probably everything I'm supposed to have said at this point. Uh, thanks for joining us. You haven't joined us. You're listening along at home. This is that's not how this works. Um, yeah. See you next week. Thanks for listening. What, Bye.
0: What a crumble. Bye.
1: Bye.